This is a Geekdo Podcast. In the small country of Musicvania, there is a legend which says that every 100 beers, the forces of geek mysteriously become weak and the forces of evil gain a foothold in our world. The evil manifests itself in the form of one of the most feared characters to roam the earth, the Vampire Druncula. Thankfully, there is one group that has always been around to see that Druncula is defeated, the Beermont family. Today, we are talking about the music of Castlevania. Hello and welcome to Drink In Geek OST. This is a show where we drink beer and listen to geeky soundtracks. The episode is featuring Scarlet Lane's Sammy Terry. I am player one, the Duke. And that's right, along with player two, Saf, and the track you're listening to is called Vampire Killer from the first Castlevania game on the NES. And um, it's actually, this song appears in many Castlevania games and maybe a Smash Brothers game. I feel like this would be like the, the main theme that kind of just like repeats. Because I, yeah. I get like super like jazzed up with this one. It's really good. Yeah. And it does have like the Dracula kind of-ish tones to it. Yeah. I'm not even like frightened. I, just, I'm, I dig it. It's, it's really cool. This is the stage one music, and we will see it evolve over the next few games as we go through here, our playlist. I'm pretty excited about it. So let's talk about beer. Yeah. Same mind. Word linked. We got this. All right. So the first beer, as I stated, is the Scarlet Lane's Sammy Terry. Uh, the reason why we picked Sammy Terry, other than it is an Indianapolis legend, and we are four guys from Indiana who drink beer, but because the name says Sammy Terry, it sounds like cemetery. Mm-hmm. And I've already forget what the relevance is. Uh, you know, Castlevania. There's you. Some of the levels are in a cemetery. Oh, oh, oh! Fair enough. There you go. I like the connection. All right. Um. So about this beer, it is a hoppy. Or hopped Kolsch with a touch of flesh and blood. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Citra. Citra hopped is what it says on the bottle. So it's missing that description on untapped. But pretty excited. I love Citra hops. So. Uh, did you say the ABs and the IBs? Um, I did not. It is 4.5% ABV and 25 IBUs, which if I remember correctly we just talked about this one on our nes episode uh or i guess the nintendo direct episode i was like i really wish it was 25 because we could use pikachu Pikachu. i choose you just like i choose this beer <laughs> pikachu's number 25 on the pokedex do we know what number one is uh number one in the pokedex it's uh i believe that starts off with charmander if i if i remember correctly that 
that sounds right. Yeah, it's one of the it's one of the three starting Pokemon. I forget yeah. who's one, four, and who's like seven. So it's been forever since Gen One Pokemon. But let's see, Pokédex <laughs> number one. While you look that up, I'm going to look at the bottle. Oops. Um, we've got our friend Cemetery here, Cemetery, um, in his green face and his red like hooded uh, cape. Mm-hmm. Um, he also has a skull around his neck on like a necklace and there's a spooky castle maybe Castlevania in the background uh, it's got like a dark and gloomy night sky and it also has like the registered trademark cemetery learn more at semi learn more about cemetery at cemetery.com yeah the uh the picture on the bottle it looks more frightening than he really is yeah <laughs> uh this dude for any type of perspective he's like a a child or like a clown for like a children's show, essentially, yeah. but in a a horror film fashion. He's like our happy the hobo type, yeah. but um, probably much cooler because <laughs> probably Halloween related things are uh, much better than uh, clowns. But the face painting looks awful. But what do you? It's old style, right? Sixties, seventies, eighties. Yeah, it's very cheaply done, and it was just like interstitials between horror movies. He like introduced horror movies mm-hmm. on whatever channel locally. Yeah, but the as for the the bottle, uh, definitely does him justice. You look at the bottle, and you have like a picture of him up on the screen, or like on your phone in front of you when you're looking. Uh, it really does look exactly like him, just yeah, more frightening. Which is good. I mean, that's that's Scarlet Lane's thing, is to be to be frightening, or try to be frightening. It's not that dark. It's more of like a, a golden, uh, light yellow color. Like, um, it is a definitely. It's definitely a Kolsch. It's definitely very reminiscent of like a lager or one of like one of the big three Pilsnery styles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's definitely not going to be much. Um. If I had to throw a color at it, probably like Tails Tails or Star Fox. I was gonna go one up and go with Clyde's Ghost. You know what? You know, I could I can accept that. <laughs> I always throw the disclaimer out there is I have four LED lights on. Yeah, my room's a little darker, so I, mine <laughs> looks a little bit darker than even the one I'm looking through on your screen looks a little lighter than mine. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's because the cameras are here. We got yeah, the light. Uh Perspectively, yeah, it probably is a Clyde's Ghost number seven. I like it. Let's sniff it up and see. This definitely has like that IPA smell to it. Yeah, because you can get the Citra hops. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that's basically it. There's not a whole lot of like smell to it. I mean, it is a Kolsch. Never really expected it. Uh, But it's very, very hoppy from just the smell. Yeah, and it smells light. Like four point five percent makes sense based on the smell. Yeah, the bottle smells a little bit more hop uh, maltier. Like the uh, German style beers uh, that we are that we're familiar with, mm-hmm. uh, one of the lighter ones, you know, like they do make the the like the pilsners, the lagers, the kolsches, pretty much. I think a uh, bottle gives you a better sniffer. Let's see what it tastes like, though. See if we're spot on. Not as hoppy as you would expect, right? It's got from like smell. Mm-hmm. It does have like the uh, like a lager flavor to it. Yeah, it's there's like this smoothness to it mm-hmm. yeah it's it's almost like 
it's it's almost like creamy. It's like a cream ale, but not a cream yeah. ale. It's very yeah, like a corn based multi flavor. If you take like a bigger, I don't want to say like a bigger gulp, but one that kind of hits like all aspects of your mouth, the top of your mouth, your tongue, or the sides, you do get a little bit of that that hop flavor to it, but it is still really like light. Yeah, it almost reminds me of like a fest beer or something, even though I know it's not yeah. not that. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree with you. It, there's something to it. Um, it's way maltier. I guess the yeah. bottle smell is probably much closer to the way it tastes. Yeah. The way it's t- yeah coming across. Yeah. Um, oh, I better pull up the the untap. Yeah, that thing. All right. Speaking of which, 290 people have checked this bad boy in. So new or not that popular since I don't think they distribute too much. Scarlet no, it's, I think it's only available at their like six locations. Yeah, uh, they uh, the total of everyone gave it a three point seven two. Fair. No friends, check it in, and I still have my other bottle. I haven't t- I haven't tr- uh, had it yet, so I didn't rank it. Um, a little bit on the untap. There is a little bit more than what I read. The official beer of horror has created the official beer or brew. Um, should say the official brewery of horror has created the official beer of Sammy Terry's Nightmares, a citra hop colch with a touch of flesh and blood. That's a little bit better description than what's yeah. on the bottle. <laughs> and they're they're absolutely right. Like if you've ever been to Scarlet Lane, if you're if you're in the Indianapolis area and you're fortunate enough to have gone to Scarlet Lane in October or hell even like September, <laughs> they. Anytime, really. Oh, really, anytime, yeah. It just makes more sense during those months, but it's horror-themed all year long. It really is. But, I mean, you see all the parties and the the adverts for the parties, and they're always sold out. Like, you go in there in, like, October 1st, and then, like, they have, like, a ticker on the TV screen that scrolls by with their ads or whatever. They have, like, little commercials or some stuff, just locally done stuff, and it's, like, sold out. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, damn, this is October 1. Yeah, you're promoting, like, a party in... October 28th, and it's already sold out before the promotion even aired. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so of the 290 check-ins, I, I'm just scrolling, and I don't see... Yeah, I haven't... Uh, here's my fur. I'm going to read this one, because it's the only one I saw. Chris G., as far as Colshies goes, this is by far one of my favorites. Being from Scarlet Lane, Sammy Terry is the perfect name for it. Cheers. And it's a 4.25 from him. Oh, there's one from Joe right near Chris. You just just didn't get there quite far enough. Uh, Joe said, pretty good, kind of light, not very bitter. I I taste better. It it tastes better. I, not, I taste better. It tastes better. I taste better. Yeah, I taste better in, <laughs> in the summer. <laughs> Ugh. I don't know if you would taste very good in the summer at all, bud. <laughs> but he gave it a four. Back to scrolling. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of here. There's not really... These are my kind of people. Ooh, Bill, not to be confused with our buddy Bill, but this Bill says, I know, Mike, I know, it doesn't look much like Kolsch. That's because it's a citra hop Kolsch with a touch of flesh and blood. Yum. So he basically just wrote the description as if he's having (laughs) a conversation with this guy. And Mike replied in the comments, he's like, quite dark for Kolsch, isn't it? Like he's from England or something. Isn't it? He looks like a Chad, if you click on his image. <laughs> but his name's Mike. Oh, well. 
Jerry H says a nice Halloween brew with smooth citrusy zip and give it a four. Nothing wrong with that. Um, yep, yeah, about near got to the bottom. Eric says not a whole lot of flavor. Three point five. Okay, don't agree with you, but okay. <laughs> He's drinking a like out of a flight, so I wonder if he drank like the super strong one. stuff, <laughs> or he just got done drinking like a Delorean or a Dorian or yeah, or, could you be. Know, something. It's like oh, right in the right in the the tongue, and then you're like, oh, this is this is very basic. Well, yeah, it's a Kolsch, bud. They give you the they put you in the order for a reason. I'm supposed to drink it, and yeah, I'm not seeing it anymore. I'm good. I'm gonna check this bad boy in. Yep, I'm typing mine up right now. All right, there we go. I found. I had to find the purchase location. All right, I checked it in at a three point five. Uh, I said it's smooth, very cream ale like, uh, more hoppy. If you let it sit on your tongue for a bit, I gave it a three and a half. I think there is lots of flavors there. Um, uh, contrary to what. You know, the other comments said not a whole lot there. Uh, but with even though that there are a whole lot of flavors, there's not much going for it. Um, it is smooth. It is cream ale like. Um, I, I just wish that maybe, it, you know, there's more citrus flavor to it. Yeah. If you're going to if you're going to hop it with citra, I want to be able to taste some of the citrus. And I don't get that at all. I enjoy the, the smell and I like if you like let it sit in your tongue a little bit, you kind of feel the bitterness from the, the hop. But other than that, I don't really like taste much of anything. I basically agreed, but I went a little bit higher and uh, I did 3.75. I said not as citrusy as the nose lets on, which is basically what you said. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also added, but still a pretty tasty boo or I mean brew. <laughs> I like it. Um, yep. I, it, it's got a weird maltier flavor for the then mm. i didn't quite expect but it's still a pretty pretty good choice if you're ever in the area right i 100 percent agree all right let's get into the music or back into the music i should say right this week we have roughly 50 tracks from oh, six woof. castlevania games this includes three nes games two game boy games and one snes game castlevania is an actual action platformer video game developed and published by konami for the family computer disc system video, video game console in japan in ni- september 1986 we just had the 35th anniversary mm-hmm. it was ported to cartridge format and released in north america for the nes in may 87 followed by europe and then the game was developed in tandem with the msx2 game vampire killer which uses a similar premise, but a different game mechanic. And um, let me get the first song. Well, the next song going. When they uh, ported it to Switch, the was it Castlevania like one through three or whatever in September? Did they announce that it was for the thirty fifth anniversary, or did they like? They did not. They sneakily threw that in there. They did not say anything about the anniversary. Yeah, that's a shame. That was the three Game Boy Advance games. The oh, okay. first like five games were already on the Switch mm. store and as like a classic pack or something like that. I can't remember what it's called. So you could already play those and now you get the Game Boy Advance for um, a home console for the first time. This is called Wicked Child, and it's from Stage 7. 
I was going to say that this kind of had like a, a vibe from a few of those fighting games that I've already done in the past, like mm-hmm. River City Ransom. and Is that a uh, Konami game? Yeah. It's potential. Um, but then there's this, there's this, like a shift right here. Yeah. Where it goes into like a more horror theme. But when it first started, it started like get ready to run on a treadmill. But now it's kind of like spooky now. Um, the composers are Kanuyo Yamashita and Sato Terashima. I do enjoy this. This is fun. Yeah, it's really good. Um, Let's move on, and then we'll get a little bit more into who these composers are here in a second. Okay. Here, now we're getting spooky, because this is a boss battle. Poison Mind. I like it. Definitely Dracula. Speaking of Dracula... The Castlevania franchise heavily references the iconic horror movies produced by Universal Pictures and Hammer Film Productions. Creator of the series, Hiroshi Akamatsu, wanted players to feel like they were in a classic horror movie. Werewolves, zombies, Frankenstein monsters, and Count Dracula himself makes a recurrent appearance. Alucard... First introduced in Castlevania III, Dracula's Curse, is also a reference to a character of the same name from the 1943 film Son of Dracula. The games also include folklore and mythological monsters such as Medusa, as well as direct references to literary horrors. Castlevania Bloodlines explicitly incorporates the events of Bram Stoker's Dracula into the series. The reoccurring character, uh, Carmelia, is based on the 1872 novel by Joseph Sheridan Le Fanu. Uh, while you were speaking, it moved on to final battle number one, nothing to lose. Castlevania mainly takes place in the castle of Count Dracula, who resurrects every hundred years to take over the world, with the exception of some games. The player assumes the role of the Belmonts, a clan of vampire hunters who have defeated Dracula for centuries with the Vampire Killer. The Vampire Killer is a legendary whip that is passed down to the successors and can only be used by them. I changed it to Beermonts for our opening. I could have kept it as Belmont because that's like the liquor store. <laughs> In Fort Wayne, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is a good sound, but it's kind of rep- repetitious. It's, it's I, don't, I don't know. This one is not as good as the previous one. Yeah, since it's a battle theme, I think that's why. Yeah, they just want to make sure that you are on edge. Yeah, you have your heart rate going. Yeah. And then there's this part. I feel still like, the same song. I feel like it's, um, like if you're doing something, you're able to damage the boss, but then there's like an intermission where you can't. I feel like that's mm. where that oh, is. Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. This is the way that it, like I interpret the sound. And this is Final Battle 2, Black Knight. This one's even more, like, ramped up. Yeah. So the Castlevania's music has been critically acclaimed 
and released on many albums. The music for the first Castlevania game was composed by Sato Tirashima and Kenoyo Yamashita of Konami's Kokia Club of Composers shortly after graduating from college. Yamashita was credited under the pseudonym James Banana for her work on the disc system version of the game. God forbid women get to do anything (laughs) or get credit for it. I actually read later that uh, in Japan they there was a reason that nobody was getting credit on games, but I can't remember what the reason is now. So, so they went with like an American here. name. <laughs> yeah, like they didn't want to give. I don't know. Like in credit spec, then like they were all just made up names. Oh, that's weird. Maybe because like the love of video games is so like real in Japan. <laughs> yeah, and if it sucked, they'd be hunted down and like destroyed. But you couldn't if they didn't know their names. I don't know. That's a that's a probably a goddamn lie, but that sounds plausible. Kenyo Yamashita, Japanese video game composer and sound producer, her best known soundtrack is for Konami's Castlevania, which uh, also was also her debut work. She was credited under the pseudonym James Banana for the work on the NES version of the game. The pseudonym was a pun of the name James Bernard the film composer for the 1958 film, Dracula. Many other names from the credits showed at the end of the game were puns of personalities related to monster horror media as well. Let me go on to the last song from this game. It's the end theme, Voyager. I feel like this is the music that you beat the boss and you're like, ah, yeah. Get to find out about, like, the woman that you saved or what other, you know, things that the 1990s video games had, the tropes. Yeah. Gotta go in there and save the girl. Save the princess, save the girlfriend, or whatever. The other composer, Sato Teramasu, or however you say it, she worked at Konami from around 85 to 93, Konami's failure to credit her in most of the games she worked on makes it difficult to create a comprehensive list of her projects. That sucks. That's it for that game. Now we're on Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest. Oh, I thought we were playing Mario. <laughs> the Booze <laughs> Castle. Or whatever yeah, Bowser. <laughs> Uh, 1987 game, and the composer is Kenichi Matsubara. It was only a year later, so the music still around the same quality. It's still on the yeah. NES. Yeah, the cartridges hasn't changed much. Mm-hmm. There's no like new technology to fit, you know, better quality music. Probably a little bit of pushing the limits. Uh, this is the game menu. Hmm. Message of Darkness. So it kind of just repeats like that. It's pretty... Uh, I mean, I think it gets the mood across pretty well. Right, yeah. Let's go to the next one real quick. This is Castle Theme 1, Dwelling of Dwellings of
Esso uh, kind of reminds me of Contra. Right, yeah. Also a Konami game, so that makes right, sense. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they're all... All the musicians are part of that Konami Kukihi Club or whatever, yeah. so they all have like a similar way of writing music. Yeah, that's fair. Speaking of that club at Konami, uh, Matt Subara worked at Konami during the late 80s and 90s as part of the club and composed themes for Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest, and Haunted Castle. He is credited as the original author of Bloody Tears, one of the series' most well-known tracks to date. We'll get to that shortly, but first, we got this song. This is Castlevania number 2, Within These Castle Walls. Castle themes always sound the same, no matter what game you're listening to. Yeah, (laughs) they really, uh want to put across a certain mood when you enter a castle right they're usually like boss areas or something so they're more intense anyways right um, and since you mentioned bloody tears Good. this is what that sounds like That intro sounded a lot like like what a metal band would do. Yeah, like you know, we just took a metal band and made it eight bit. <laughs> so here it is. <laughs> That's exactly what that sounded like. We will be hearing many iterations of this, I believe. Good, can't wait. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, the the, compo- the composer for Simon's Quest. And also the arcade installment, Haunted Castle, in 1993. Oh, that's something else. Never mind. Let's go on. Daytime, the silence of daylight. There's also a nighttime version, but I don't have that. see what else we got here. I got a lot to get through. This is called Nocturnal Curse Monster Dance. Nice like organ mimicked sound there. That part's the spooky part, and then this is the dance part. Yeah, right? I feel like you're in a monster bash, but actually <laughs> listening to good music. Yeah. Um, next up, we've got Final Battle, Last Boss. 
really good at making this like an intense sound, but also making it different for each level. Right. I will say there's like a common theme to all this. Oh yeah. They really do seem like the same song, just altered a little bit. And then let's go on to the ending theme for this one. Ending theme, Requiem. By any theme like credits? Yeah, hopefully you're victorious at this point. Right. This is like the celebration... Maybe the sun's coming up and Dracula's going back into hiding for a hundred years. Yep. Or until the next Castlevania game. <laughs> I did attempt to play some of these games, but I was not very good at them. Yeah. I tried one, two, and four. Yeah, watching them being played, I think that I would have done better just watching them. Yeah. Instead of uh, trying to play them. I guess, like, the way that technology has evolved and gaming has changed, like, the older games, my younger self was more fit to play, mm-hmm. and right now I'm just like, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, when I was playing Super Castlevania, uh, I was enjoying it, but then I would, like, once you're on a set of stairs, you can't jump, so, and I would, like, accidentally walk upstairs and then just keep, keep getting hit because you can't jump out of the way like you can in modern games. <laughs> Yeah. Like, just let me jump. Why can't I jump while I'm in this area? I mean, it's so very, you're just kind of locked into a place and just getting barraged. Yeah, it's very similar to like the the Metroid Mania. Like the Metroid games are the same way. Like I couldn't couldn't handle it. Yeah. It's gonna be just like this one. I can't handle it. We are now on Castlevania Three: Dracula's Curse for the NES. And this is 1989 with the. Uh, this is the prelude introduction music composed by Jun Fanajashi, Yuki Morimoto, and Hidenori Mazawe. It kind of gives me like Final Fantasy vibes with that like ascending. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then it's evil. It's like it has like that. Yeah, because it has that dark undertone with this high pitched yeah. song. The sound. Right, it, it, that's supposed to like replicate organs. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it does a pretty good job. I'm pretty jazzed about this one. I like this one a lot. This is level one. Uh, it's called beginning. Kind of almost one of the plays that do 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 do. Like I heard that in every game, especially every fighter game. I think this is the Bloody Tears again. Certainly sounds like it. Yeah, did they rename? Yeah, it's just called Beginning on here, but I'm just going by ear. (laughs) Yeah, it does. It does. That's what I was wondering. (laughs) But then again, like a lot of the last game was the same sounding stuff, so... This is the boss fight, which I believe sounds like the earlier boss fight. It's still, definitely getting your heart pumping. Mm-hmm. 
This was uh, Jun Funahashi, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Uh, he is a Japanese composer who worked for Konami. He started with the music composition in the mid 1980s and also helped Konami improve their NES sound driver. Nice. He continued writing music for Konami games up until around 2000 when he became the music director for Konami Computer Entertainment Hawaii Incorporated. He currently lives in Buffalo Groves, Illinois with his wife Tomoko and is still composing music and sound for games to this day. This song is called Clockwork. What a change. Japan, Hawaii, yeah, Buffalo Grove, Illinois. <laughs> this one's really good yeah it is I, I'm still getting a, a heck of a lot of uh, Final Fantasy vibes like being dead serious like this is really good really nice yeah I believe we did a Final Fantasy episode once imagine that but that that might have been drinking geek out yeah Probably. We need to port some of those over. Like yeah, we'll, we'll post it eventually on this feed so people can get it without having to go searching through files. Yeah, they'd be like, track minus one, track minus two. <laughs> I was going to call them, what was it? Uh, from the cellar. Oh, yeah. Uh, before you say that, uh, this is called Mad Forest. This is like more upbeat. Yeah, Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon vibes. Like when you're walking like the forests and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Hidnori Meizawa aided in composition for many of the classic themes of several games during Konami's Golden Era, including tracks from Contra and Super Contra. He's nice. still active to this day, composing tracks for many modern games. So, yeah, there you go. You got your Contra reference. I should note that when I was going through selecting these tracks, I did go with like mostly the spookier sounding ones because of the month we're doing this, yeah. and that's why I think they sound all similar. Yeah. So that this is like an outlier because I just wanted to show that there is other music <laughs> a little in bit difference. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go on. This one's just called Stream. Still upbeat, but there's a slight like downturn in a note that has makes it a little bit creepier. Yeah. Not a whole lot of difference. Okay, let's go on. Let's back to the beginning. Here we go. This is called Aquarius. underwater theme <laughs> or like a water type theme you would think stream would be stream yeah, right. leads into the aquarius <laughs> yeah it's quite a bit going on right here yeah
next we have... Ooh, I like this part. Yeah, this is... I think this is how it started. Yeah. I'm just trying to, like, relive it. I'm like, yeah, I like this part <laughs> a lot. Uh, this is called Deja Vu, but this is also Vampire Killer, Vampire Killer which we heard earlier. It sounds a hell of a lot like Aquarius. <laughs> I didn't even know you switched the song, to be honest. I mean, that part's different right there. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is like the main theme that they created for the series, so I think that they try to do variations of it. Right. You, I mean, you have to. Yeah. The main weapon is called the Vampire Gillery, and you kind of yeah. have to keep it going. Let's move on to Riddle. Riddle me this. Whoa. <laughs> Not expecting that. This just escalated. <laughs> There's like nothing. It's like... Oh, here come all the enemies. It's literally all over the place. Feels like the timing's changing too when you listen to this. Yeah, it's crazy. Imagine someone watching someone play this on like a keyboard or a organ or something. Yeah. God, maybe people the time signatures change and the tempo changes. They probably hate it. They're like, oh no, we're not doing it. <laughs> uh, I, uh, what was I reading? That they were doing that on purpose to well make it difficult to replicate, but also make it creepier. Oh yeah. It kind of gives you like this uneasy feeling when you're listening to mm-hmm. it. This one is called Big Battle. The other two games had something to the battle. This one, not really. And the last track for this game is called Evergreen. It means you're walking in the forest after you finish the boss battle in the castle. Very peaceful. Yeah, I like this one. I can just imagine like sitting back almost like a like a Zelda game after you beat it and you're just kind of chilling watching and you're just watching the, the credits cutscene yeah. or whatever some dialect shown up or dialogue <laughs> going up on <laughs> and that's the end uh now we're on the Game Boy. Ooh. It's going to sound a little bit worse. <laughs> Even though it's a little bit later. This is Castlevania Adventure from 1989. 
Uh, the composer Hyde Hiroo Fanucci, Noro Hanzawa, and Shiguro Fuckatake. Fuckatake! <laughs> or fuck you, Taki! <laughs> oh, and this is the stage one music called Battle of the Holy. It, it, mm. It's in line with the previous songs, but it's like slowed down almost. Right, and higher pitched. Well, yeah, it's like on a different is, register. Yeah, that's because it's on the Game Boy. Right, like, everything sounds higher pitched on there just because of the speakers. Right. Um, it's a little unsettling. Gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go through these quicker because they don't sound as good. Yeah. Death Fair from Stage Three. I mean, they kind of fall in line with the previous games mm. where they all stick to a theme. I'm just not a fan of the different register, and I can't help it. You can't, you know, you're not, you're stuck yeah. with what you got with your sound drivers, but yeah. All we know about High Hero is that he's only received credit for the Game Boy games. Mm. Let's go on. Ooh, there's a deeper level. Ooh, it's called Revenge. There, there it goes. <laughs> James Bond? A little bit. Yeah, do, 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 do. That's dope. I like this. Yeah, this is definitely the best one so far for this do, game. Do, 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 from stage four. Yeah. kind of vampire-y too like the yeah if it keeps going oh my gosh like, <laughs> I can feel my hackles like rising like <laughs> um, let's see what the next one we got a couple more evil devil oh. final boss part two that one is definitely more evil yeah uh, Norio Hanzawa has been working with Sega, Konami Digital Entertainment, Backbone Entertainment, and Hitmaker. Hanzawa's first game was Castlevania. The Adventure 1989, published by Konami for Nintendo 3DS and Game Boy 1989. Then Nirio Hanzawa went on to work with Quarth in 1990 as a composer. Afterwards, Nirio Hanzawa worked on Alien Soldier developed by Sega in 2007. Most likely, Nerio worked on Gunbeat. Most like, most lately. <laughs> like, most likely, you know. And this is the last song from the game. It's The Legend of Dracula, Staff Roll. This doesn't exactly sound peaceful. This, this sounds rough on the ears. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe ended on a cliffhanger. Yeah. So let's that- go... So that, that the read I was doing previously, like this song just kept ramping up and I was like, I can't do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I moved on to Castlevania 2 Belmont's Revenge, the 1991 Game Boy game. And this is the castle uh, password screen music. I see the same composer as the previous one. He'd hero Funouchi. <laughs> Funouchi.
Uh, back in the day when there was password screens <laughs> to save your data. That music is really good for a screen that doesn't really need any music. Yeah, it is. Next we have Journey to Chaos stage select music. I like the name, Journey to Chaos. Pick, mm-hmm. pick your battle. Here you go. The game could have been Castlevania 2 Journey to Chaos, and that would have been a cool name too. Oh my gosh, yeah. Beer Monster Revenge. <laughs> I feel anxiety trying to pick it my stage at that point. Yeah, we can see... Uh, this is still on Game Boy, but the music is much better. Much better. Yeah. Definitely cleaned up from that high-pitched... Like, tinny. Yeah, sound. tinny sound, yeah. This is New Messiah Crystal Castle. I feel like I'm racing in this game. It, yeah, this does seem like it could be in, like, F-Zero or something. Have ever seen one of these so far has been, like, high-paced, high like, racing music? Ripe seeds from the plant castle. seems like in this game, based on the names of these songs, uh, you journey into different castles. Yeah. That's what you do stage select. You're selecting which castle you're going to. Yeah, you're basically, what, trying to find which one Dracula's in? Yeah, I would assume. Maybe there's a boss at the end of every castle. Yeah. next psycho warrior from the rocks castle dwayne the rock castle dwayne the rock castle not to be confused with nathan fillion (laughs) so this one ooh, that just ramped up a little bit this one sounds a lot like ripe seeds yeah it does just a little bit like I don't know, a little bit more on top of it to make mm-hmm. like a differentiating like sound to it. Now this is the Indian music. It's called Union. So maybe you're getting married. Yeah. Or he's putting all the skulls of his victims together. (laughs) Taking a selfie with them. Yeah. Pretty peaceful, but still, like, dramatic. into the end of the day staff role. Sounds like an old telephone ringing or something. Yeah. I would play with my sound off. 
<laughs> or maybe just shut the game off after I beat it to get to the yeah. staff where I wouldn't even listen. This is awful. It's not even pleasant. Like, I expect pleasantries when I'm ending the game looking at the credits. Ooh, a different uh, sound driver. Yeah, well, now we're into the Super NES for Super Castlevania for same year, 1991. And we've got a similar starting sound. Yeah, the beginning definitely sounds a lot like the previous one. Like, the one, not three, but the one. Yeah. Like, uh, Castlevania one. Uh, and I don't know who the composer is for this, unfortunately. But you, it's definitely got the... You can tell it's the Super Nintendo sound chip. Right. A lot more percussions. Yep. Yeah. That's back at the beginning. A lot more room for music. Ooh. Theme of Simon, who is a major character in the later games. This is nice. That organ. Yeah, this uh, this game has excellent music. I mean, the whole series does. Some there's yeah. some misses that, but yeah, if you played this on Game Boy, you you had a major miss. But this is nice. I'd like to mention that uh, most of the music in the series of the games they change from game to game, but some of the themes uh, are recurring. Uh, these include like Vampire Kill that we've mentioned, uh, that was composed by Kirishima. Uh, Bloody Tears that we've mentioned a couple times was composed by Matsu uh, Bera, and the beginning, which we just finished listening to, by uh, Funahashi. These three, tra- these three tracks appeared in the Castlevania, Castlevania 2, and Castlevania 3, respectively. Several songs, including Vampire Kill and Bloody Tears, were also featured in the soundtracks of other Konami games, including Konami Weiwei World, Contra Hardcore, and Konami Crazy Racers. That's why it's in a Contra game. <laughs> it is. There you go. Yeah, you said it. The intercompany crossovers, such as Dream Mix TV, World Fighters, and Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. This is the Boss 1 music. It's quite different from the earlier Boss music, but yeah, I mean, still sounds bossy. Yeah, there, I mean, there's there's a lot to be said about Boss music. You want your Boss so- sounds to add to the battle, but not detract away from the battle. Yeah. And so having sounds that kind of like get you immersed in the battle is awesome. Having things that are like super distracting is a no-go. I feel without even playing this game that I would be very immersed in that one. Yeah. This one is called Rotating Room. Back to the drums. I do like the percussion, yeah. 
in a perfect tour room would be like a rotating room. I can't stand yeah. that. Yeah. Did the is this a new song or is it the same? No, nope, it's still the same. It, it's oh just my gosh! All over the place. Rotating there. room. Yeah. To throw you off. Yeah, that's what I was kind of wondering. I was like, did this confuse me? Yes, it did. <laughs> Absolutely did. I feel like I'd hate this this level. <laughs> I feel like I would, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see how it transitions to spinning a tower. Now the whole tower is spinning. Oh. The tower had too much to drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one aspect of this, I, th- I think it started with this game, is you could, the, you could flip the levels upside down. Oh, shit. And, like, walk. So that's why they're rotating, because now you're on the other side of the level. or the, And it's, like, uh, very intense and off-putting. So let's go on to Entrance Hall. That's really nice. It sounds like you're, it sounds like you're entering a yeah. hall. Yeah, I'd be very, like, wary. Like, what's going on? What's yeah. happening in this room? Anticipate, like, dancing. Mm-hmm. It's probably empty, right? Yeah. Just maybe some ghost dancing. Yeah. Oh, how frightening. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Okay, let's oh, go on. Crazy good. This one's called Chandeliers. I was kind of expecting the... I want to swing <laughs> from the chandelier. <laughs> Not quite. Remix. Yeah, so it feels like that you're in an echoing chamber or drunk. Mm-hmm. You're like, <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I think you're also jumping on the chandeliers. Oh, yeah. Do you have, like, echoing, like, ricocheting from the chandelier, but quieting down as it, like, settles? Yeah. It's an interesting concept. Let's go on. To the secret room. Ooh. I like secrets. Another one that's kind of all over the place, but still, still really good. 
don't know what that big booming drum sound is. Yeah, it's like a Tiffany almost. Go to boss number two. Sounds like the other boss song. I guess boss. The boss song was removed. This is Vampire Killer. Oh. As I said, this sounded more familiar than the boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy YouTube probably removed it. Sometimes that happens. Yeah. Just a disclaimer, we don't own any of this music. <laughs> yeah. That's why we talk over the top of it. <laughs> you like how they saved like the, the repeating songs for the end. Well, I mean, other than beginning. <laughs> I may have moved them down there. I don't oh, know. Oh, <laughs> you. Ooh, and this bloody one tears. is Bloody Tears. Yeah. Oh, that's a shift right there. Kind of remind like there's like a I don't know a couple like punk bands like exactly what this sounded like. Yeah, I like how they keep going back to that, but the, the that interlude that they have is weird. Like it doesn't sound anything like what the song yeah. should be. Like to get you in the mood for action, and then also it's like, but remember, it's spooky out there. Oh yeah, <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the world is spooky. Don't forget it. Right, let's go on to last, the last one. Nice little drum breakdown. The ending. music you get after a job well done yeah and then this makes me feel like there's more it's like but wait there's more <laughs> <laughs> it's still a more gentle organ than the mm-hmm. like absolutely <laughs> I think it's a sweet mid in the game Yeah, it's much more peaceful than the rest of it. Even though this song has, or this like album, or the, the entire game, has like the vampire killers and the bloody tears, I really, really like the theme for Simon. Like, yeah. that song was really good. That was a good one. Um, I got a couple, that was the last track for this game, but I got a couple bonus ones. Ooh. Just to uh, shout out the Smash Brothers. We oh, got shit. Vampire Killer. Yeah. Since uh, Simon and uh, what's his face are both Richter characters in the game. Yeah. Yeah. 
so it is in all Smash Brothers games, it's like orchestral, it's amped up, and then a big fight scenario, and then it also has like the, the choir chanting. Some electric guitars. Uh, I plan to continue the Musicvania series in the future to cover more of the games because there are at least 21 Castlevania games that we did not get to talk about. Uh, so st stay tuned next year for Musicvania Symphony and a Pint. Ooh. Instead of Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Uh, that should cover the Genesis N64 and PlayStation 1 games. There's a lot. I didn't realize there was this many Castlevania. Yeah, there's tons. All right, last track. Bloody Tears from Smash Ooh. Ultimate. This is nice. This sounds like a perfect background sound to this. All right. You can find us everywhere on social medias at Drinking Geek Out. What do you say? This is Drink OST. Guess what? We're the same damn thing. We just have our little offshoots. We can do our own thing. And we did want to create new socials. So here we yeah. are. Drinking Geek Out. You can also find us on our website at drinkinggeekout.com. We have a blog that we don't really update that much. We have our geek uh, SRMs and our IDUs. We are on there. You can follow us along and see what we're looking at when we actually do these things. And there's a bunch of little podcast links on the side where you can click say, oh, they're on Google. Yeah, boom. Oh, they're on iPad. Boom, boom. There you go. We're everywhere. Anywhere you get the podcast, of course, you're listening to us. So anywhere you can find it, looking for a new place, click it. Boom, we're there. Uh, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Drinking Geek OST and Drinking Geek Out Podcast. Uh, any type of review is read by us. It's, it's wonderful feedback. We love hearing it, and we like to know how we're doing. Uh, we have T-shirts. Uh, threadless.com uh, if you go to drinkinggeekout.threadless.com uh, there's only a several for our show but there's a ton for the drinking geek out because really that's all we do uh, I did buy one the other day it is the Boo Halloween mm. I'm pretty excited about it Yes, uh, it is Boo with headphones and a microphone doing a little podcasting uh, we're also on T Public, so free, feel free to go there at tpublic.com slash store slash drinking hyphen geek out and we're also on Patreon, patreon.com slash drinking geek out. We'll, uh, we'll shout you out if you, you supply, you know, a dollar <laughs> for it. We'll shout you out. We'll talk about you. We don't mind talking about you. So, yeah. But, yeah, if you want to find out more about our uh, our comings and goings in the world, uh, Instagram is the way to do it. Uh, we have all the socials, but Instagram is probably the one that gets updated the most. Yeah. And we try to do Twitter more, but... Yeah, mostly. Yeah, I get in a bad habit of ship posting one on Twitter. <laughs> I know. All right. Until next time. Game, game over, over and out. I like it. It's good.